we talk about categories of people as if they're not even people. Right. Like boomers aren't people. They're just <laughs> old people who have no idea what's going on in yeah. the world. It's like, no. How, how do I open really people? They're just yeah. dumb kids who have right. no idea what they're talking about. We strip the humanity away from people yeah. and all of a sudden it becomes way easier to have this contempt for them because we don't have to reckon with their yeah. personhood. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast with compulsive jogger man, compassionate redheaded gal, and the human equivalent to the hang loose emoji. Here's Anson, Kara, and Isaac. Welcome back to the Really Real Podcast for episode 61. This is the show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. And I just gotta say, I enjoy every couple of weeks being back in a room with hey. Isaac and Kara. Yeah. It's fun to be together, especially in a year where there's not a lot of being together yeah. happening with yeah. very many people. You know yeah. what I mean? Not a lot of face-to-face conversations. Right. I, exactly. I got very close to sending my envoy to this recording, but I actually <laughs> decided to show up. Which- yeah. It's oh, good. we're Fair glad enough. you did. Yes, thank you for showing up. And thank you for listening. We're happy to have you as a part of the Really Real podcast as well. So what's up today on the show? First up is The World is Lava. And I can be a little bit of a overly competitive person at times. Mm. And sometimes I feel like I fall into a pit of competitiveness Ooh. that kind of strips away my joy for oh, things. Because yeah. I'm so focused on the competitive part of it. This week, I avoided that. And I just enjoyed something that could have otherwise been competitive man so i'll share that coming up we have amateur hour on the way with isaac where isaac attempts something that he sucks at (laughs) i love this so much is grocery shopping yeah so i know that you're probably listening to this going like well i do that every day isaac well guess what you're not me yeah um and this is a whole thing guys I did not enjoy this experience at all. Like, I know normally sometimes we're like, oh, you know, that was hard, but I really liked it. I hated this. We're going to talk about it. It was awful. So that's yeah, coming up. All right. Yeah. We're going to break fair. down Isaac's terrible, no good, very bad grocery shopping I day. I cannot wait to hear this. I'm very excited as well. And then Kara is going to be talking about time travel today. I see Doctor Who yeah, so written like down on our show notes here. Literal time travel and yeah. go in back talking about time travel. It was a thing. Kara's channeling her Doctor Who to talk about Doctor Who. (laughs) That's right. Timey-wimey. We're going to get timey-wimey later (laughs) in the show. And then let's talk about our word of the week contempt. Hmm. Now up to this point, I know we talked about perseverance in the last show. That one you could maybe say was a little more tough of a word, (laughs) but we've had joy. Joy. I mean, we've picked out some like happy things to talk about and now we're going far on the opposite (laughs) side of the scale. We're going with contempt. What is your first impression of the word contempt? No. <laughs> I don't like Bad. it. Bad. <laughs> Mine is 2020. Contempt, yeah. elections, all of this stuff, just Ugh. people angry, mad, yeah. sad. Yeah. I sad, don't know. Mad. And that's part yeah. of why we're talking about this is not necessarily because it's the most fun thing to talk right. about, but it's reality. Yeah. yeah. 2020 has just been a contemptuous it's, time. It's like we're swimming in a contempt soup. Exactly. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. That's really true. And so yeah. how do we extricate ourselves mm. from the contempt that we are surrounded yeah. by? Yeah. That's what we're going to be talking about on the show today. First, let's talk about what everyone is drinking today. I'm going to kick us off today with what I'm drinking. That would be an almond steamer. Mm. And this is like a childhood comfort carryover for me. Okay. So when I would go to the coffee shop with my mom, when you're that young, you're like, I don't really want coffee. So she's like, what do I get a kid? 
almond steamers were the go-to. It's nice. like That's warm, awesome. frothy, yeah. happy feelings milk, basically, uh-huh. with some almond flavoring. Sounds yeah. awesome. As a kid, I loved these to the point where my mom had to start actually making them for me at home. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. As well. So cool. I remember I had a friend over one time. I was like second or third grade. We were having a snack and my mom was like, do you want me to make you some almond steamers? And he was ah. like, I have no idea what that is, but <laughs> she made it for us and we had them and he thought it was awesome, Yeah, but he had no idea what they were called. So we went back and told his mom, oh, no. Anson's mom made us nut milk. <laughs> And so that's oh, what that's I think awesome. of now every time that I'm drinking an almond steam. Nut milk. Like, mm, that's good very nut good. Milk. Oh, that's oh awesome. <laughs> what are you drinking today, Kara? I'm not even trying to be good today. I went all the way in with a salted caramel mocha. Nice. Because it's rainy and gross. And here's the thing, though. I've decided I've asked for whipped cream the last couple of times. <laughs> With my drinks. There's ongoing whipped cream saga. I know, it is a saga. And either they give it to me and they give me so little that I can't even tell. Or it melts really quickly. But I've decided, I think I'm going to have to start carrying my own can. Like a pull a Leslie Uh, out. Because there's just not enough. It's the only option. I need one at work. I need one at home. I just need the backup. because they sell on Amazon? whipped cream holsters i was about i was we're tracking on this because i was like i can't wait for kara's bespoke holster for her like ready whip yeah and then you can learn to do some cool like spinny thing like they do in the west yeah 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 yeah. pull it out and like spring spring loaded holster yes or or you like rip the lid off with your teeth yeah like a grenade (laughs) yeah yeah. Yes, please. This is good. I, I like want this. that. All right. If I get uh, Kara a Christmas gift, now I'm you know. be on the search for a yes. whipped cream yes. holster. Sounds awesome. I like this. <laughs> Isaac, what are you drinking? I'm drinking peppermint tea. Because Ooh, that's a good one. Lately, yeah, I'm needing hot beverages. And yeah. I noticed that as it gets colder outside, I normally go to coffee for my like warmth. My yes. hands get cold starting in October. Yeah. They don't warm back up until like June. I know, so I, right? I need to be holding something hot. But if I make coffee that beverage, before I know it, I've had 12 cups. <laughs> And that's not good for you. So even Isaac occasionally needs to do something other than coffee. Yes. So I'm rocking peppermint tea all this week. And it's been nice to kind of start my day with that. It's a little bit more ritualistic than just throwing the coffee maker on. Yeah. It's been really nice. So good. I love a good cup of peppermint tea, especially with the right. I don't know. You don't do sweetener in your tea, but get like the right amount of sweetener Mm. and a really strong cup of peppermint tea. It is so good. I am a fan of peppermint. Peppermint always makes me think Christmas. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. 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 Oh, getting That's closer. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm a very Christmas boy right now. Yeah. Yes. It's been very good. I like it. It's yummy. All right. Let's talk about what's on repeat for each of us this week. And oh boy, I can't wait to share this one with the class. <laughs> My on repeat for this week is Dynamite by BTS. Yes, K-pop has made its way oh, Lord. to Real FM. It happened. Okay. My kids are obsessed with the song. Oh, I can see it, I, by yeah. the way. Yep, yep. I'm kind of secretly obsessed with it, too. <laughs> this is one of those songs where a few years ago, I never would have admitted mm. that I'm secretly bopping to this song. Yep. But here's the deal. There's been songs for forever where people go, how could you listen to Britney Spears? How could you listen to, you know, I don't know, fill in the blank with <laughs> yeah. whatever. And yet, in the current day and age, you go look at Spotify and these songs like show up right up there at the top of the list of mm-hmm. songs people are streaming. Or back in the day, they were getting played all over the 
the place at radio. Yep. And it's like, if everyone hates this song as much yeah. as they say, <laughs> why is it everywhere? Right. Is it really just the corporate yeah. overlords pushing this on us? Or did they know something that no one else is willing to admit? Yeah. And that's where I come down on this. Yeah. People don't like to admit that they like songs like Dynamite, <laughs> but they do because it's dynamite, darn it. That's right. And I see mm. that face over there, Isaac. So, <laughs> so here's the deal. Tell me the deal. I was working from home recently. And I had just finished up like some heavy music and I was like, man, I need to switch gears. So I plopped on real FM. Yeah. And dynamite was on. Perfect. And I hadn't <laughs> listened to it in its full entirety. Yet. Okay. So I thought, all right, because I thought Anson like, oh, it's dynamite. It's great. So I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> let's listen to it. I'm not going to lie. Low key a bop. <laughs> I and knew I'm, it. I'm That's furious. I, I knew it. I spend a lot of time on Twitter and people keep <laughs> replying to everything on there with K-pop gifs. Okay. So like for those of you that don't know this the, music video, the, K- the K-pop fans, the way that they propagate this virus is that on Twitter, no matter what the post is, they'll just do a text post with K-pop gifs. Oh, that's how they viral market wow. these people. Yeah. It's wild. That's funny. So, have you guys watched the music video? To yes, this song? I have not yet. The, the dude, like the cup of milk line gets me every time. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, how is there a song in 2020? <laughs> yeah. This like culture permeating song. Yeah. And the dude's talking about getting up in the morning and having this cup of milk. Uh, like, yeah. Just, it's, yeah. It's very good. You go look at like the top 50 songs on Spotify and 40 yeah. of the 50 are explicit yeah. and have like these <laughs> lyrics that like I can't even repeat in this room. Yeah. And yeah. then somehow a group of like Korean boys is singing about drinking milk, drinking milk. and having a wholesome. good time. <laughs> yeah. There's something I just love about that. Yeah. One last note before we move on. The key change at the end gets me oh. every time. It's like the classic, like cliche key change. And they just lean into it. Oh, you they know? lean it's in like, hard to the like boy band. Just it embracing it. It's and so, so like, funny. I can't help but every time it gets to that moment in the song, just shouting in the background, like, key change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's sunshine amazing. and rainbows and unicorns. And I love it. And I'm not going to apologize, yeah. darn it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on repeat for me this week is Katie Hurst Recover. There's nothing like you can't, you can't recover. I really like this song and I don't necessarily have a lot of profound things to say about it because she says it all in the song. It's just a great song about redemption. And even if we screw things up, there's nothing that God can't recover mm. and redeem. And I'm all about songs of redemption. And it's got a lovely, catchy melody. And I like her voice. She's writes some good stuff. Yeah. Nice. I don't know so. if you've listened to any other songs by Katie Hurst. I probably um, have. I can't recall off the top of my head, though. She's one of these artists that is relatively new, doesn't mm-hmm. get yeah. a lot of airplay. Kind of under the radar. Yeah. yeah. But she yeah. has a strong voice and she, she has some good melodies and I think she's someone that we could be hearing more from over the next couple of years. I would be okay with that. I'm listening to A Little Bit of Faith by King's Kaleidoscope. go on record and say that I love everything King's Kaleidoscope do and I feel like I'm taking the ACT every time I search for them on Spotify because it's always King's Kaleidoscope I feel like an idiot every time I try to listen to them but also this song has just been kind of great I mean the entire chorus is oh it's gonna be okay with a little bit of faith fate grace praise that is just yeah i've been needing this mantra in my life mm. for the past let's just say year yeah. and this yeah. song lately has really just been delivering mm. that and that's a good one they always have kind of like a brass element in their songs and yes lifelong scoff 
fan here, so that mm. always gets me excited. The brass is good, and they always have some sort good. of funky, interesting beat or sample that yeah. they include in their songs that stand out, and yeah. they're very trademark King's Kaleidoscope. Yes. Like you hear them, yes. and you're like, that's a King's Kaleidoscope for sure. thing that's yes. happening yes. in that song. King's Kaleidoscope always hits for me. They're so mm. good. Now it's time for a word from our sponsor. This week, our sponsor is Chatty Cat. So you guys, my cat, he is so noisy like he has a lot to say yes. and he says it all the time and it's cute for about two minutes <laughs> but he's so sassy about it too sometimes i'm just like well, i don't know my husband and i will just look at him and be like we don't know what you want <laughs> so i recently heard about a new product that i think could be a game changer it's called the chatty cat collar science is amazing you guys you just put this collar on and apparently the unintelligible meows turn into real actual words. Oh, yeah. like a cat translator. Kind a cat of translator. Yes. So yes. finally, I can know what he's trying to tell me. Mm -hmm. Chatty Cat has hooked me up with one of these. I'm so excited to try it. Thank you so much to Chatty Cat for sponsoring this episode of The Really Real Podcast. Love it. Get ready. The world is lava. So hot right now. Yes, it's a scary world out there, and we're talking about the pit of lava that I narrowly avoided this week. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, I can be kind of a competitive person when it comes to certain things. Competitiveness is really interesting to me because a lot of people will claim either I'm not a very competitive person or mm. I am a really competitive person. Mm -hmm. But I think if you get down to it for most people, there are a few things in life where you do get yeah. kind of competitive yes. over them and then yeah. many that you're not. And it really just comes down to like, how much do I care right. about said, said thing? thing? Right. Right. It's true. And we get kind of almost competitive with each other about whether or not <laughs> we are competitive. competitive. Right. Yeah. We like to pretend like, oh, well, I don't really care. I'm not competitive. I don't, you know, like yeah. everything just rolls off and I don't care about anything. Yeah. Or occasionally, depending on the context, maybe being overly competitive is something that yeah. is valued in a certain right. community. I'm definitely not immune to this. I have certain things that I'm very competitive at and others that I'm not like, for example, I have a group of friends that we play video games a fair bit mm -hmm. and in the middle of them, you know, we're not really that good. We're like average at best, but we get into these games and when we would lose or when someone would die or whatever, people are screaming and yelling <laughs> yeah. and like so upset. And yeah. then I, that just was never me. I don't know. For whatever reason in that atmosphere, mm. I, I don't get that wound up about it. Then you cross over to something else. For example, in the last episode, I was talking a lot about my running. Yeah. yeah. I get very competitive when it comes to that. The thing mm. is, same deal. I'm like a mid pack runner at best. I'm never going to go <laughs> win a race. And yet, for whatever reason, being competitive is the thing that kind of helps keep me motivated sure. to keep oh, going. Yeah. And so setting a new time, beating my personal record, ah. that's the thing that gets me excited. That's yeah. cool. So this last weekend, I had a half marathon and I was really excited about it because there haven't been any races in 2020 since the pandemic started. Oh, basically. that's right. Yeah. So yeah. almost every race has been canceled. Yeah. I haven't been able to do this. And it's the thing that kind of keeps me motivated and yeah. keeps me wanting to run. And so it's been hard to keep that motivation yeah. without that. So finally, there was a socially distant race that was going to be happening in Fayetteville where they spread everyone out at yeah. the start and take all the precautions and stuff. But I was going to actually be able to run in this race. And somehow I also talked my brother-in-law into oh. running in this race. Oh, and this was this going, going to be his first half marathon ever. Yep. Wow. I hadn't been able to run in a half marathon in so long. I was like, all right, I'm going to 
crush this thing. I'm going to get in like freaking good shape yeah. and yeah. just like dominate this thing and set a new PR and all yeah. of this stuff. Yeah. And my brother-in-law was signing up for it. And he's like, if you want to run the race together, like we can, <laughs> you know, I'm like, yeah, okay. I'll think about it. Yeah. yeah. I was kind of uh, like, Oh crap. Like, okay. So I talked him into running this race, right? He's not for his first one going to be able to run it where I would run it. If right. I'm going all out. Yep, right. Yep. But it's kind of seems like a rude thing to do to like invite, my friend to run this race <laughs> with me him. and then not run with him. And so I was like struggling with this. Yeah. And then I got a little bit of an assist and that was my knee. So oh, I injured my no. knee Oh, and for like a month was basically unable to train like normal. Oh, that's so my dude. training plan completely fell apart oh. and I'm getting up close to the race. And I'm like, there's no way I can run this at yeah. the level that I was hoping oh. to run it yeah, no. because all of my training has gone out the window. Yeah. Guess what? I could <laughs> run it at the pace hey. with my friend <laughs> that I probably should have been planning to yeah, do right. all along. Nice. Yep. And I was like, all right, nice. I got the hint. Guys. <laughs> Sorry, I messed this up. Last weekend, we ran this race together, my brother-in-law and I. It was so good because the race was kind of lonely. There Mm. were only maybe like 150, 200 people in it instead of the normal like 500 because of the COVID stuff. So no spectators allowed. You have to immediately get out of the starting zone and finishing zone so that you're not congregating. So the community part of it was just not there. Yeah. Yeah. And most of the race, I saw two or three other runners. Oh, wow. Wow. my brother-in-law like the whole race because we were so spread out yeah and Damn. so if i had to run that whole thing by myself it would have been kind yeah. of a bummer no yeah. basically for right. like a long training run yeah but getting to run it with my brother-in-law was super fun like yeah. we, we got to do it together we talked a bit the whole way we got yeah. to cross the finish line together and i was like i'm so glad that oh. i let go of the stupid yeah. competitiveness stuff and enjoyed this moment to do That's this cool. activity with my friend That's super and cool. If you're listening, I'm sorry. It took <laughs> He's me now learning this. Messing up my knee to figure yeah. this out. But yeah, I was like, I simultaneously feel good about avoiding the pit of lava. And also, I feel like I can't really take credit for it. Oh. There's circumstances that forced me around this you, pit of you lava. You tripped and fell before the pit of lava even yeah. came up. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And luckily, I had to like limp around it because yeah. I knew <laughs> that I couldn't try to go yeah. through. Yeah. But I don't know. Sometimes I need that. Yeah. I need yeah. some sort of circumstance or I need God to like get my attention in a certain way and say, Mm. Hey, you look over here (laughs) instead of this thing that you're currently fixated on. Because in the end, this is going to be better for everyone. I love that. Amateur hour. Amateur. Amateur hour. Yeah. Amateur hour. (laughs) Folks, now it is time for amateur hour, stepping out of our comfort zone and into something we suck at. I was talking to my wife, who has been great to remind me of the things that I need to pick for amateur hour. Uh, Spouses have been the godsend. That really has been like the blessing and the curse of this whole process. Yep. I said, hey, babe, you know how I'm great at a lot of stuff. I'm having a hard time coming up with something I'm bad at. Yeah. And she just smiles from ear to ear. and She was like. You should go shopping. And I said, oh, you mean like just placing an order on pickup and going to pick that up? (laughs) And she goes, no, I mean, I'm going to make you a detailed list. And you need to get you everything to on it. Actually, go grocery oh, shopping. Oh snap! And if you've been a longtime listener of this podcast, we've talked about the planning versus faith episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely more of a impulse shopper. More of a like, <laughs> let's just not worry about dinner on Thursday. Thursday might not even happen. There you go. So shopping for an entire like week of food is the least fun activity I could possibly think of. 
<laughs> Plus, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. Literally, yeah. I think the last time that I shopped extensively alone was when I lived alone. Oh, man. Like 40 billion years ago. <laughs> so, yes. like, I don't even know the layout of stores. Oh, no. Brie has been the superhero that's been taking care of the shopping. Mm-hmm. Full stop. It's that, been her. Yeah, that's a serious challenge. Yes. So, like a young baby bear that's been released <laughs> from the zoo into the woods... I had to find out how to do everything again. (laughs) And shopping during COVID times is fun. Oh, yeah. Because, of course, masked up. Like, half the people are wearing masks. (laughs) And I'm, like, dodging plague people, (laughs) trying to find everything on this list. Brie made me this list that is, like, it had probably 100 items on there. Oh, wow. Right? Like, it was was huge. Yeah. And it's weird, like, essence of dill or something like that. Like, just, just... (laughs) This is stupid stuff. stuff on there just to mess yes, with you. Yes, it was terrible. <laughs> like, I looked for freaking ginger root for so long. That was awful. That's funny. So, that would be hard all right, to find. What was, your, what was yes. your approach? Like, what was yes, the strategy okay. going in? So, I'm going to say, this was between Aldi and Harps. We have to visit uh, two stores on this endeavor. Yeah, yeah, right. Because mm-hmm. Aldi apparently doesn't have everything. They yep, don't. That's right? true. But it's cheaper for the stuff they do have. Right. So, yep. yes. My approach was to attack each item on the list one by one. Here's the thing, though. She needed three blocks of cheese, right? But she didn't put three blocks of cheddar. Every page had one block of cheddar on there. (laughs) So I would make like a lap around the store, get to the end of my list and be like, cheddar. (laughs) (laughs) Have to go back. Sounds like there may have been a little bit of like sabotage. And and I, I don't want to accuse Brie of anything, but, uh, but maybe. But maybe. So I think that there are total two people, and they both share shifts at both stores because there was no one actually working at these stores when I was trying to find stuff. Are you the kind of person that would go uh, ask for help and be? Yes, like, I am. Oh, okay. well, out of that's sheer desperation. Yeah. 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 Yes. The ginger root thing broke me. I was. Yeah. I was like, I, I'm going I'm to scream and yeah. make a scene if I don't find oh, this. That's fair. So by the end of the list, I got to harps. And I was so tired and so annoyed. My headphone batteries had died. I could not listen to my podcast. I was very upset. So I went off list. Oh, man. For like a couple of things. This was going to be my question. I couldn't find the cereal that she wanted. Oh, so I bought fortune cookies. Oh, you know. And ginger snaps. That's almost the same. Cereal. No, it was more like <laughs> she wanted me to Contempt, get cereal. Isaac. She, she wanted me to get cereal for like breakfast for me and for her. Uh-huh. And I was like, ah, I don't want cereal. Ginger As snaps. I was having this thought, I looked over and I thought, oh, you can just buy fortune cookies. So I've got those. <laughs> I, I was wondering if there would come a point in this where yes. you would all of a sudden have this like aha moment where you would go I've been a slave to the list <laughs> yeah. but I'm the one shopping right, right now yeah. Oh. Yeah. like if I don't normally get what I want because yeah. Brie won't buy it or she doesn't think it she matters or buying think fortune that's, cookies yeah. is ridiculous like, yeah. you yeah. now have yes. power yeah <laughs> It was a beautiful moment. That's funny. It's too bad that it came at my breaking point. That's, uh, I feel like I really could have taken advantage of that midway through the list. Yeah. And bought like Velveeta rather than this like yeah. organic farm. There you go. Farm created cheese. There you go. Like, no, we're eating this block of yellow from now on. But I have been starting off my days now with a fortune cookie. Nice. Kind of cool. That's Today. your breakfast. Well, not my breakfast. It's, okay, it's, more, it's okay. more of my accessory. Okay, good. So I yeah, have my tea. Good. Today, my fortune said, that my hard work would be rewarded. <laughs> so I was pretty happy about so that. So nice. <laughs> Shopping is awful, and I yeah. totally understand why people do like grocery pickup. Oh, yeah. Amen. Brie 
likes the experience mm. of seeking and finding, no, I think. No, thank you. I don't. The I entire either. thing was really truly out of my comfort zone because it involves planning. Yeah. It involves being in a place with other people. Yeah. And it involves not knowing things. Where things are. <laughs> I hate all of that. <laughs> not yeah. knowing. So, so much. If you had to do it again. Yes. Did you learn anything then about how you could be more successful next time? Yeah. Like I know some people have like a certain path through the store. Yeah. That they take. yeah. Like, I work from back to front or yes. I, you know, yes. like stuff like that. Yeah. I would honestly like see if you can find the layout of the store and just that's the best. Yeah. Find your path. Get all of your things that are like in a close zone together. Maybe organize the list yeah. a little more. Yeah. So yes. it's like that helps yeah. a ton. Get your three cheeses you need all at once rather than like <laughs> Dale Earnhardt Juniering around the store multiple times. It was just bad. I did not like it at all. I got carded for trying to buy Topo Chico's because it looks like alcohol. And I was like, it's not alcohol. It's water. Like It says water Uh, on the thing. It's bubbly water. There was one thing at the end of that whole experience that would just totally finally break Isaac's spirit. I was like, being carded for sparkling water would probably be that Well, it was so dumb because I was like... It's water. There was this like two second pause where I could tell she was like, he's trying to pull a fast one. And I was like, you can read the box. <laughs> it says mineral water on the side. Water. But, so did you yeah. actually have to show? Your no, I didn't have to show it because okay. I contested it. Yeah. I was well, like, yeah. no, I'm a man. I'm not showing you I'm a water. man. I'm trying to get out of the stupid grocery store. <laughs> Do not have to Eat show out. you. <laughs> yeah. So I came home and Bria was like, how was it? And I said, you can buy fortune cookies. <laughs> Hey, it's Kara again. So I want to talk to you about the Chatty Cat Collar. If you think that you've always wanted to know what your cat's trying to tell you with the endless meowing, now you can with the Chatty Cat Collar. Just put this thing on and... You can hear exactly what your cat wants at all times. Pet me. Pet me. Pet me. Stop. Stop petting me. So that's fun. Treat Get your chatty cat collar today so you can hear everything. And I do mean everything your cat is thinking. Let me in. Let me in. No, 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 no. Let me out. Let me out. Let me out. I want out. Yep. It's great. Thank you to Chatty Cat for sponsoring this episode of the Really Real Podcast. Now, human. Now. It's time for time travel. It's my turn this week to travel in time. We're traveling back to the year 2013, which is, I believe, a year after I moved here to Arkansas. Mm -hmm. It's been like a long time ago. Okay. And October, November is the uh, timeline. (laughs) And um, this was, I would say, the height of my Doctor Who obsession. Wow. Um, We're at the peak. (laughs) It was a glorious time, I have to say. (laughs) I didn't used to really watch shows much. And then I moved here and I was single and alone in my apartment. And I learned about Netflix and I was like, (laughs) my brother watches a Sherlock show. That's cool. And so I finished Mm. Sherlock and I was distraught. It was the first season way back then. And my brother said to me, just start watching Doctor Who. You'll forget all about Sherlock. Ah, So I start watching Doctor Who and he could not have been more right. (laughs) I become completely obsessed. 
And conveniently, in the middle of this obsession, the Doctor Who 50th anniversary Uh happened. And so they were going to release this special. 28 Springs, a restaurant here in town, actually had a 50th anniversary Doctor Who watch party. And it was incredible. And I had met a friend who was also into this. She actually lived not here, but she came to visit just for this. That's awesome. Wow. And she and I definitely dressed up. A lot of people. So if you dress, <laughs> I love this. Yeah, if you dressed up, you got in free. So there's uh, that. Right. Okay. So she dressed up as um, the 11th doctor. I dressed up as the TARDIS or tried to. Did you do How? that? I did, oh, it was it was more like a metaphorical, <laughs> like the inside of the TARDIS. So <laughs> Whoa, that's I had like a sparkly gold shirt and then I bought like a little glass i don't even know it's like a little tiny vase and i put like glow stick stuff in it what and i made like a necklace that made it look like it was the center of the okay, tardis thing yeah, that glows yeah, you know it's yeah. cool all right and i wore like i think i had some blue shoes or something and very cool something else blue so very nerdy but <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> but actually it was the coolest thing and i've never really been to anything like this like this collective geeking out yes yeah. you're this part thing. of a fandom it was very cool so there are a whole bunch of people there they were all dressed up and this was just delightful. 28 Springs served fish fingers and custard, which is a Doctor <laughs> Who thing in one of the episodes that they make a big deal about that. Yeah. So it sounds strange, but it was really good. And they also had hot tea with milk and sugar for Aww. us. They streamed some of the older episodes and then we watched the yeah. actual episode. Mm-hmm. I imagine it was like, I know you guys are big Star Wars people when you yeah. went to like the first new star wars sure. and like if you were in an auditorium full of fans right like the cheer would the, like the, the something very cool about yeah. that. yes yeah. yeah and so yeah like you're with the, your people you're with your right. people yeah. and so there was lots of cheering and excitement and it was very very fun so that's the big highlight but if you scroll through my timeline it's everywhere guys it wasn't just that day this friend that came to visit me we made bow ties together because oh, one it. of the doctors is, was really into bow ties. Right, bow ties right. were cool. And I went through a short phase where I wore some bow ties. <laughs> That's amazing. In real life. I feel like I'm learning about an emo phase, but it's it kind so of is. much yeah, better. It's kind of like that. Uh, only, a doctor phase. Only as a doctor, doctor phase. phase. It was very incredible. Very into the doctor. <laughs> it's very That's awesome. It. But it was so fun. And yeah. like looking back, I'm like, oh, there's some really good memories there. We yeah. had a good time. I met some people and this friend and I just geeked out and we were super silly about it. But hey, you know what? Everybody needs to be super silly. Oh, about for sure. Yes. Unabashed fandom for something is just fun. It's yeah. delightful. Yeah. And you don't have people that are like raining on your parade. And exactly. Be like, well, yeah. but you just are around <laughs> people who share the same passion for the same yeah. thing that you yes, do. And yes. it's so contagious. Yeah. I think. It is. So. Going to uh, Star Wars at Disney was the coolest thing. Oh, it kind of reminds me of like, yeah. it was that shared experience of like me and this eight year old boy are yeah. both equally excited <laughs> to right. see the freaking Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yes. Right there. Like, and it, yeah, it's just no one ran on your parade. It's a collection of people That's into right. a thing. Yeah, and I gotta that. say, you got me into Doctor Who as yeah. well. Yeah, we, proud you know, of that. We spend however many hours a day together in a room. I did. You cannot spend that many hours a day yeah. in a room with Kara during this phase <laughs> yeah. and not go watch Doctor Who Oh, that Who does eventually. have overlap. Like, you guys, were y'all hosting the show together at the time? Yeah, oh, right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I actually got Kara into Harry Potter. Yes, Whoa. which I'm internally she grateful she had for. never read, and I was like, you will read this. 
<laughs> you were yes. like the recommendation yeah, feature was. before it happened. Exactly. Yeah. And then after that, yeah. Kara was like, okay, you need to watch Doctor Who. Yes. And was. I was like, yeah. I've always enjoyed science fiction, but I was like, okay, I think I could get yeah. into this. But Kara was so like, I was so into yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she did go read Harry Potter after I suggested it. So I was like, all right, wow. I kind of owe it to her. Like, I got to go yeah. check this out. Yep. And I did. And definitely enjoyed watching all of the Doctor Who seasons and catching up on that. Yeah. And so, yeah. see, I've got to get on this. Shared I've seen fandom like, between the two of us. Yeah. So. I've seen like one episode. So, what? I mean, yeah. Oh, you've missed so you much. Just, I'll, I'll you be, just yeah, Kara, I have now <laughs> activated Kara. Yeah. <laughs> yes. All right. We'll do a future episode here in a yeah. few weeks after Kara has follow up. Yeah. all of them. Yeah. We'll see what you think. Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. And now it's time for our word of the week. It's like a perspective potluck, but with words and ideas instead of spiraled ham. Oh. Oh. <laughs> it's November, guys. It's November. Spiraled ham. Starting to, starting that to think about me. Thanksgiving. Nice. I have been thrown. Right. What is spiraled ham? It's like the pre-cooked pre- ham that you get from the store that kind of comes off in spirals oh, as you take it off. Oh, okay. Thing. Like, yeah. You know I what I'm talking about? I don't know like, that I've ever had that. No. I don't know. Now really? I'm drawing a blank. I'm more of you a deep fried turkey family. Yeah. <laughs> Having a problem over Next there. time I'm going to show up to the podcast not episode upset recording about that. with a ham. Not, I'm not angry about that. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's good. I, I mean, I like turkey. I eat turkey because it's Thanksgiving. Right. But okay. I like ham better. Okay. Generally yeah. speaking. So yeah. anyway, we're talking about the word contempt. Welcome not to the ham cast. <laughs> the whole potluck metaphor just really gets me off track. It's all right. Yeah. But uh, yes, we're talking about the word contempt this week. And as we talked about briefly at the top of the show, contempt is something that feels like it's everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We just had the election a few days ago. Yeah. I mean, the lead up to the election, now the post-election yes. thing that's going to go on for basically the next four years. Yes. Yeah. And that's not going to magically erase any of the contempt. Right. <laughs> the election day is not, not the finish line. And yeah. yeah, I think that's a good point. Like, it's not just the election thing. Right. No. Like, there are other things happening culturally, polarization and all of this stuff that both politically and otherwise, I think, is bringing this word to the surface. For yes. sure. Yes. Now, the interesting thing about this word contempt is that I don't think it's necessarily a word that we use a lot just in everyday conversation. Yeah. yeah. We're not just talking to someone and like, oh, yeah, that Isaac, like, he's such a contemptuous fellow or like, <laughs> yeah. like it's, it's not really it's a, a very tut tut kind of word right an yeah. everyday mm-hmm. word and yet I think when you start to look at the word and what it means mm-hmm. we start to go wow this is a word that has a lot of relevance for yeah. the time that we currently live in so yeah. let's start off with kind of just defining our terms mm-hmm. I know we can all go to Wikipedia definition what is the definition to you what do you think mm-hmm. of how would you define yeah. the word contempt I think I view it as like Anger that has an isolating element to it. Mm, is that right? That's like, really good. Like where yeah. anger is normally like you seek some sort of resolution or outcome. Contempt feels like that same energy from anger, but more of a no, we're done. Mm. The, the the solution here is no more that person. Yeah. Like, and like I don't want to see talk mm. to them. To me, it's like deleting someone on social media, blocking them. Yep. That's a good way to describe what that. What about you, Kara? I think I would describe it as intense disrespect another word that comes to mind is dehumanization mm-hmm. like it's a oh. very to me it comes across as the people on the other side are not just different they're wrong and right. they're horrible human beings that's yeah. how it sounds mm-hmm. and feels to me is, they're more is, than wrong they're, yeah they're, they're like despicable they're people. wrong in a despicable way makes right. them an other 
I think of the word yeah. beneath. These mm. people are beneath me That's for good, some reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's kind of this ranking tier list kind of thing yeah. happening. Yeah. So it's like, you don't understand this thing in the way that I do, or you don't appreciate yeah. this thing in the way that I do. Yep. And so to me, like contempt is kind of this, you're not as good as me. Yes. And you're beneath me in some sort yeah. of way. And yes, this could definitely apply to politics. Like the people on the other side are beneath me. It could apply to something as seemingly innocuous as like a fandom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I'm a big Doctor Who fan and this person <laughs> says that they hate it. Yeah. I could have just the reaction of dismissing them and be like, oh, well, whatever. But yeah. sometimes we get to this point where we yeah. go like, if you can't see what I see in this thing, if you can't appreciate what I appreciate. It's in a character this thing, flaw in you. Then, right. Yeah, I like that, Isaac. That's, That's a, good a good way, way to put, to put it. it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think contempt has been maybe as a concept, not necessarily explicitly at the front of my mind this year. But when I started to think about it for this episode, one of those things where I <laughs> looked closer at my own self and I thought, oh, no, <laughs> record scratch. You're probably wondering how I got here. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I thought, is this something in my own life? And mm. the overwhelming answer, once I was really honest with myself, is, yeah, I mean, jumping on social media, you can go on Facebook and look at the people you've blocked. Yeah. All of these people I've blocked, otherwise I should be friends with and still interact mm. with. And I just haven't been yeah. through 2020 because I reached a point with them where I just said, no, like I said, it's isolating. No more mm. that person. Yeah. They're beyond conversation. I don't want to talk to them anymore mm. based on like something that they probably just threw out there thinking that it was of no consequence. But <laughs> right, right. I took that as the final straw. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how mm. we can kind of almost be contemptuous around contempt? Like, yes. like we can look at other people and say, well, that person is clearly a hateful, contemptuous person, right? Right. They are yelling at people on social media yeah. or they're arguing with people in the comment section of stuff. And yeah. I don't do that. So they're yeah, a worse right? human so, than me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's like we're doing this over this thing uh-huh. that we think that we're not doing. Yeah. Like, but our very act of like judging people in that way is kind of like we're doing it. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I, I felt the same thing as I was thinking about this, Isaac. I feel like it's really easy and surface levelly to kind of identify this as a problem broadly in yeah. our culture. Yeah. Where I go like, yes, our culture has this problem. Yeah. Right. Everybody else is <laughs> but really am bad I at this. part of this culture yeah. or not? And yeah. when I start to dig a little bit deeper, I go, okay, there are elements of this cultural movement that's happening that mm-hmm. I am absolutely guilty of. Yeah. And maybe it's not the obvious things because the obvious things are that, yes, people yelling at each other on social media or mm-hmm. screaming and police yeah. officers faces or a protester's face. And we go, well, I haven't done that. Right. right. Like, I haven't right. gone out in the street and yelled at the person on the other side of the aisle. For right. Me. But when we start to broaden our definition of what contempt means and how we might act based off that feeling, yeah. Yeah. we start to go, OK, there are things that we are probably guilty of even if they don't rise to the level of like the most extreme, because let's face it, I know it doesn't always feel like it, but most people (laughs) aren't doing those things. Right. But that doesn't mean that we don't still have a problem. Yeah. And if you're in the majority of people who are probably on the quieter side, it might be harder to address that. Yeah. That's me because I don't like conflict (laughs) (laughs) at all. So I'll avoid it. But just because I'm avoiding the external conflict doesn't mean I'm not forming internal opinions about these people and deciding things about them and their character and their Mm -hmm. worth as a human being, which is super hard to admit and turn and look at myself. Like I'm definitely in the camp of condemning the condemners. I'm real good at being like, oh my gosh, you're so ridiculous with your contempt and your outrage. How hateful of you, block. Hang on. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) Exactly. So 
feel like it's a very internal thing for me and for a lot of people. Sometimes that makes it seem like maybe it's okay. Yeah. And I don't know that it is. When I was going through some different verses looking for, okay, well, what does the Bible have to say about this? Mm. The word that comes up that feels like a synonym is the word despise. Ah. And it's like everywhere. Mm. And I hadn't really thought about that, but there's all these verses contempt is forbidden towards young ministers, also towards your elders, AKA boomers, um, <laughs> towards your neighbors. He who despises his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding keeps silent towards those with different convictions in Romans. They talk about the one who eats is not to regard with contempt. The one who does not eat and the one who does not eat is not to judge the one who eats for God has accepted him. There's just so many of these. Yeah. I was like, Oh dang. Even if I don't externally go up and shout in someone's face, I feel like the way it comes out for me is in conversations with people that I agree with. Ah, uh, yeah. Talking about those other people. <laughs> and usually yeah. it sounds something commiserating like, with each other. Commiserating, yeah. Yeah. And usually it sounds something like, I just don't understand. How can they even be that way? I just, yeah. I just don't understand. It makes no sense to me. I right, agree. You know? Tara. I think for people like you and I, who are more conflict averse, it mm-hmm. comes down to like, we find people who have constructed a similar mind castle and we're like, oh, <laughs> let's form a little bridge yeah. together. Come and sit let's, in here with me for a while. Yeah. Let's yeah. do about this. Exactly. And outwardly, you present as someone who is a peacekeeper. I'm saying me. Yeah. Not, oh, me not, too. Like, yeah. Like, no, me too. We present ourselves as peacekeepers, more agreeable. Yeah. But on the inside, it's a local news <laughs> comment section in there, man. Like, it's, it's just bad. I, uh, speaking for me, at least. Yes. Like, it's, no, I agree. It's true. And I think part of what contributes to this contempt and what builds it over time is what happens internally, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. let's say if you even were ever to be one of these people who would go yell at someone in person or online, people don't just go do that for no reason, sure. right? They don't just like see something that makes them angry and then just fly off the handle the first time they ever see it right. and yep. just lose their mind on somebody. That happens because of a slow buildup over time that is primarily happening internally. Yeah. One of the things that I realized a few weeks ago when I quit social media is that I was spending a lot of time scrolling through feeds and I Mm. knew that and Mm -hmm. I wanted to get rid of it. What I didn't realize was how much time I was spending thinking about the things that I was scrolling through, even when I wasn't scrolling through them. So after I was done and the phone was away and I was lying in bed trying to go to sleep, I was laying there thinking about the stupid thing (laughs) that Susie said (laughs) and how she Susie does suck. She has no idea. Can we talk about Susie real quick? She has no idea what she's talking about and she's right. completely wrong and how could someone even think that right. way right. Right. And, and all of these things are like building in my own mind and in my own heart yeah. even when I'm not actively engaging with it yeah. Yeah. and it takes those things to lead to the outbursts that we may or may not eventually have yeah. but I think you guys are totally right on this that it involves this like building up of this contempt inside of ourselves yeah. and it may or may not spill out at some point point. Yeah. and whether it does or doesn't probably isn't as important as the fact that it's welling up inside of us. Mm -hmm. And I think a really important point is even if it doesn't manifest itself as some big, huge outburst, Mm -hmm. the way that we handle how that is building up inside of us still does have a practical effect on the way we treat people externally. Right. So if I start to think about Isaac in a certain way inside of my own mind and my own heart. Mm -hmm. And that builds and builds over days and weeks and months. Eventually Mm -hmm. I'm going to treat Isaac different, right? It may not be an outburst as we pass each other in the hallway (laughs) where I go, Isaac, I just can't believe it. Right. 
But that doesn't mean that there might not be some things that change. It might be, I'm no longer going to listen to Isaac or when he does speak, I'm going to dismiss his opinions because I think his other opinions are, even if they're unrelated. We have some creative ways to do this. Isaac brings up a good idea at work and I go, eh, I'm not going to really listen to Isaac's Mm, contributions because I've heard what he thinks about this over here and he's definitely wrong on that, right? I can't trust him. Yeah, Yeah. so these things start to build over time, whether it's with our own family members or friends or acquaintances, we start to form this opinion of them that then informs the way that we eventually treat them. Yeah, Yeah. it can't not. The way that you think about people affects the way that you treat them. And I think that it's neat that you mentioned social media in this because I think it does play a role in the whole arc of creating contempt for someone, Mm. but I definitely don't think that it's the reason for it. We've had contempt ever since Grog looked at blog and said, look at the way he stack rock. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) Want to smash. (laughs) Like this has been a feature of humankind forever. Very true. But I think that what social media does is maybe remove that person to person element where like Anson isn't going to say Anson is a bad example because Anson's pretty well spoken. I have but like, said some things on social media, to your point, that I probably wouldn't have said to exactly. people in person. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it's still not all caps rage. Right. But I get into a comment section with someone and maybe I make a little bit of a sarcastic remark or a snarky kind that of remark. you never say person to person. I wouldn't have said to yep. their face. Yeah. I'm absolutely guilty of yeah. that. Absolutely. So I think that when we remove that human face to face element of it, it makes contempt all that much easier. Absolutely. And the problem is that we then then build up contempt that has the same consequences Mm -hmm. from a place of more safety in social media. Like it's at a distance. There's no real outward consequences to it. But Mm -hmm. I think inward, it's everything because it's antithetical to what Jesus has taught us to do with other people and how Mm -hmm. to treat people. Mm -hmm. Because I think ultimately where I arrive at when I've got contempt for someone is that they're irredeemable. They're completely corrupted. I want to go back to a word that Kara used earlier in the discussion, (laughs) and that is dehumanizing. And I think that gets to the heart of what you're talking about, Isaac, is this dehumanizing thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Social media, I think, is an accelerant for dehumanizing people. All the way from Donald Trump and and Joe Biden, depending on what side you're on, we have a hard time even thinking of that character as a real living person, yes. a yeah. human being that God created and loves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's, as much as God loves you, by the way. Right. Yeah. That's, that's hard, hard for us to swallow yeah. if we're yeah. partisan and we think as poorly yeah. of the other one mm-hmm. as many of us do, because we've dehumanized them to the point where they're no longer a person in our mind. They're no. just a caricature they're of a caricature. bad, evil, yeah. Yeah. stupid. Yes. Right. right. And that's the extreme example, doing mm-hmm. that with a president. But we do that in all sorts of other areas. Going back to like what Kara was talking about a second ago, these different categories of people, mm. like the generational contempt that exists, like yeah. contempt among older people for millennials, contempt among Gen Z and millennials for boomers. We talk about categories of people as if they're not even people, right? right. Like boomers aren't people. They're just <laughs> old people who have no idea what's going on in yeah. the world. It's like, no, how, how do I open really people? They're just yeah. dumb kids who have right. no idea what they're talking about. We strip the humanity away from people. And all of a sudden it becomes way easier to have this contempt for them because we don't have to reckon with their personhood. Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. And I think a couple of things, social media contributes to this. I know you guys have seen it. My husband and I recently watched the social experiment documentary Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and this idea that it is super easy to basically create this little echo chamber of a world to live in on social media, but also in real life. Social media basically says Oh, this person likes to read these kind of things. I'm going to keep giving them those things. Yeah. You literally can have an entire feed full of 
only things and people that agree with me. Right. Completely have you, have you, self-affirming. Have you ever logged onto a computer that someone else has been using yes. and seen their Facebook feed or yeah. someone? And you're like, what, what is this? Yes. Like, it just looks wrong. It's yeah. incredible. Because it's so different from yeah. what I'm given. Exactly. That contributes to the dehumanization because we're mm-hmm. in this echo chamber of this is reality. As it's presented to me, this is the world. And we're never exposed to other people's point of views. But the biggest thing that makes a difference for me in this struggle with dehumanization is knowing actual people on different sides of different Mm -hmm. issues, like relationship, not just not just knowing who they are, but spending time with them, like actually with them, right? like actually caring about a person. That's what humanizes them, right? Spending time with them and learning like this is a real person with real problems, with real goals, with real relationship. And then all of a sudden they become more than the sum of their belief system or the sum of their political views. They become real. I'm going to go back to Harry Potter here. Sorry, people. (laughs) The world isn't divided up into death eaters and good people. We all have both light and dark within us. But when we get into contempt, we get into this mindset of no. Yeah, it's binary. People are all bad and I am all good or the people that are on my side are all good. (laughs) And we completely dehumanize people. Yeah, it's way more messy than that. Late last year, I put a post on social media basically saying, if you want to talk about politics with someone who maybe disagrees with you, I'll do it, but we got to go to coffee and yes. like we got to sit face to face, face to face, had two coffee dates with people who did not agree with me at all on things, but we ended up talking about things we could appreciate, like that we're all created in the image of God. Mm-hmm. We all have a purpose here on earth to love one another. Once we started from that place, we mm-hmm. kind of were able to like work around different issues and I was able to like hear another perspective. Shocker. Once you hear another perspective, it's easier to listen. When you say contempt, you're removing that opportunity and you're sort of like killing that dead in the water. Like you're building up your wall and then everything that gets through is a threat because you're like, no, 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 no. Like this is disruptive to my whole curated experience. And I think this is where we have to go back to the example of Jesus. Like you were talking about earlier, Isaac, Jesus spent time with people who looked very different from him. He spent time with Pharisees. He spent time in the synagogue. He spent time in the seedy places that those people definitely (laughs) wouldn't go to in the house Mm -hmm. of tax collectors. And I mean, he spent time with all of these different groups of people. We're so scared of that. Well, I can't go into this tribe of people that isn't my own because I'm going to feel so uncomfortable. I'm going to be so ostracized or whatever. Mm -hmm. But there are, I think, I truly believe safe people to be with on many different sides of many different issues. And if we would spend time appreciating the humanity of those people, it doesn't mean that it's going to force us to agree with one another. Like, But it will force us to reckon with the fact that different people have different perspectives and those differences don't have to be the driving force of contempt in our own hearts. Like I can still sit and enjoy spending time with a person who I fundamentally disagree with on this thing over here because I recognize that they were created in the image of God, that God loves them every bit as much as he loves me. Yeah. All of those things, I think, bring us away from contempt and draw us back to meaningful relationship that right. seems to be missing from our culture at this moment. Yeah. And those relationships are what's going to foster actual change. Yeah. Like if you're sitting here wanting things to be different and to change, you can't contempt your way to that. You have to take them, do the effort and do the work to like actually meet with people. I feel like the weapon to use against contempt is in a huge part humility, right? Because 
contempt stems from pride. Mm. I am a step above all of these people. And I think of the story that Jesus told in Luke 18 of the Pharisee. I think it was a Pharisee and a tax collector in the synagogue praying to God. And the Pharisees over here going, thank you, God, that I am not like other people, like these people. And the tax collectors over here going, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Guess which one went home justified? (laughs) The guy who was like, I got nothing. Right. And I think, man, there's so much there for us. If we can realize that we are the Pharisee standing over here going, thank you that I'm not like those people. because They're completely out of touch with reality. Can we at all step outside of our brain long enough to ask the question, is there a chance that I might not see the world completely (laughs) accurately? Is there a chance that in my humanity I may be wrong? Yeah. And do I have the humility to ask God to show me that, to let him correct me and to be open to that? Or am I just going to say, no, I am right at all costs. Nobody will ever convince me otherwise. How arrogant is that to not even be able to have a conversation and even consider someone else's perspective? I don't know. It just feels really, really, really arrogant and very anti everything that Jesus is about. And that's a process that's ongoing too. It's it's not an overnight fix. And you can tell that this work needs to be done desperately, both in my life and in the lives of everyone, because my gosh, look at the state of things right now, man. Like we all need to be a little bit more introspective and say, okay, search my heart, God, there's some hate there. How do we sort that out? And the cool thing is, I think as Christians, we have the answer. That's not to like oversimplify it. Because as you just said, Isaac, it is, I agree, going to take a lot of time and work and effort and energy. Mm. But the cross has the answer to Kara's point. It gives us perspective both on how loved all of us are by God, how we are created in God's image, Mm -hmm. and yet also how we are all equal at the foot of the cross in terms of our sin nature as well, right? Like if we think about ourselves in relation to God, all of a sudden the differences between all of us as peers seems pretty minimal. Right. Like we are so far away from the perfection of Mm. Jesus that if I'm one step ahead of you or you're one step ahead of me, it's inconsequential. We're all down here looking up at the cross and going, thank you, God, for being willing to come down and rescue me from the pit that I'm in. And if we have that perspective, it removes that dehumanization effect because we have no basis on which to judge one another and say, I'm better than you or I'm worse than you. We're all in the same boat. We all need help. And Jesus is the one (laughs) that can give us that help. And that's a uniting thing as opposed to a dividing thing. Yeah. We love our pets like they're our children. That's why we at Chatty Cat strive to create innovative solutions to help you love your pet better. That's why we brought you the Chatty Cat Collar, allowing you to gain greater understanding of your cat's needs. Now, Chatty Cat is offering a special upgrade for those moments when the communication becomes a little overwhelming. Now, human... Now! Introducing the new Quiet Time feature with adjustable volume and special mute mode. We know you love your cat. We're here to help you keep loving them, even when they're driving you crazy. Upgrade your Chatty Cat Collar today for only $19.95 and experience a new level of harmony in your home. Chatty Cat is proud to sponsor this episode of The Really Real Podcast. 
right, guys, that was a good episode. Episode 61 on contempt. I think we all learned that Isaac has contempt for grocery shopping. <laughs> hate it. It's not good. It's irredeemable. Uh, He's above it. No one should do it. It's amazing. Uh, and how do you even end a podcast? Instead of drawing a blank, we're going to fill one in. So here yeah. is our fill in the blank for this episode. This discussion made me want to do a better job at... Ooh. What's one thing that you want to do a better job of moving forward after mm. our discussion on contempt? I'm going to say seeing. I'm going to say listening. I didn't think of an answer to my own question. <laughs> <laughs> Slowing down. I think I react too quickly often. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> All right. Let's go get some pot stickers. Ooh. Yes. Okay. Excited to learn what those are. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insider Facebook group at realfm.online slash insiders. I mean, I'm a member, so it must be a pretty big deal. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say... You might as well have said, like, intergalactic Fruit Loops. Like, what, pod stickers? <laughs>